0: Welcome to the Dungeons & Dragons podcast, very special edition. I am Greg Tito, your host, and I am also joined by...
1: Shelley Mazinobel. The hostess with the mostess. Well, I try. Well, you're pretty darn good. There's no other person here, so I guess I'll I'll take that. All right, well... No other hostess
0: You can just, the room. put it in your... uh, That's right. your, Your... that's, can you hear this? This yeah. is me rubbing fingernails oh, on my oh, shirt. Oh,
1: do the, do the yeah. sound of you rubbing your beard.
0: <laughs> I'm a Foley artist. I can create any sounds with, my, with my beard. I'm going to do a whole album of, exactly. of sound effects. But I'm super excited for who we're talking to today. I'm nervous. I, I'm, I'm slash nervous slash excited slash. I'm not. I
1: might not. Actually, actually, I might not talk.
0: I just poop my pants.
1: Oh God! Again. Yeah, that so, has nothing to do with nerves. We're gonna take by the a quick way. break.
0: I'm gonna change my uh, my pants, and then we're gonna talk to Rain Wilson. That's
1: right. Who you
0: may know as Dwight Schrute from The Office, uh, as well as uh, the show Backstrom, but also his amazing new book called The Bassoon King.
1: He was also on Six Feet Under. Do you remember? Did you watch Six Feet Under? Oh yeah. Loved his Arthur. I think that was his character's name. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I,
0: I was not a. I didn't watch Six Feet Under that oh, much. Oh, my favorite. I, I love remember, that show. I think I saw like the pilot, and that was about it.
1: Oh well, yeah. lucky you! You can watch like six seasons on Netflix. I
0: can. It's not like I don't have any other TV I to know, watch. Oh no! Uh, sure but no. he's gonna talk to us about uh, his amazing generation stories of when he played D and D in the late uh, I 70s, early early I Had a
1: suspicion that he was d and D player even I mean, before he admitted it. <laughs> or so, you talked can't. About you it.
0: can't. It's hard, very hard to fake that like nerd voice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's very hard to do. There's like and, and,
1: something like a, something about his aura. like he's one of us. Yeah, I know he is. Exactly.
0: And yeah. he's definitely true to form. So it's yeah. it's gonna be interesting picking his brain to see about uh, uh what it was like playing playing D and D back in the day. Hopefully we'll get him back into it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he plays now, but maybe he has maybe a, he can a child get back in. That's right. Children are the gateway to they more D and D. They're the key. For you for you adult folks. Yep. All right. Uh, but before we, before we get him on, before we call him up, we'll just uh, talk about a few things. Uh, please, if you can, give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Uh, that way we'll get more great guests like um, uh, uh, like Rain Wilson and all the wonderful people we've been talking to this year. Um, and it's awesome. Well, Maybe even have Kermit the Frog.
1: That was really good. Yeah,
0: I just totally threw that out there.
1: You're just one-upping my Burt boy. <laughs> it's true. not going to do Burt this podcast.
0: you probably not, do it. You don't want to challenge him. Right away. Bursting. You're bursting with Bert. Yes. Oh, I like that. I was a little play on words there. Yeah.
1: You can, of
0: course, follow uh, me on Twitter. I'm at Greg Tito. You can ask me stuff about the podcast. And we, uh, guests, uh, people you'd love to have on. You can also have Shelly.
1: At Shelly Moo. At Shelly Moo. And somebody actually did write a really nice...
0: It was very sweet. Yes. Yeah. Us talking about being Thank parents and, and and Dungeons and Dragons and He appreciated
1: it. Yeah, it was really sweet. So for every one person that appreciates the chatter about our children, there's probably like ten people that don't. But
0: That's not true. No. That's not true. Our kids
1: are really cute. They they are, and us talking
0: about we're cute. Us talking about <laughs> We're cute. Yeah, we're just cute people. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take this uh this, this, this uh, buoying confidence and move it into let's uh, do it. talking yeah. to Actually, Mr. I, I
1: feel good and cute now. I'm Mr. ready, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> Let's do
0: it. Let's call up Rain oh Wilson. Oh my God, I'm scared. Hello. Hi, is this Greg? Yes, it is. Is this Rain? Hi, G- it is indeed. How are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for for taking the time out to call us. Hey, uh, I thought it was a really funny idea. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much uh, for. Uh, we have Rain Wilson on the phone. Oh, but that's to talk about his experience with Dungeons & Dragons as as pertains to his... Oh, of course, Shelley Mazenoble, my co-host. Hello, my, like, chopped... She's, like, brain. waving over here. god." Like,
1: oh, yes. Hi, Rain. Nice to talk to you. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you. We're very, very... yeah, pre- Appreciative to have you uh, on the show, knowing how, how busy things are for you.
2: What uh, characters do you play in Dungeons & Dragons, Shelly?
1: I am always, almost always, a sorcerer or a wizard generally an elf i you know i tried to branch out and i'm just i'm not good at other things i like what yeah, that's I like.
2: that's where you're that's where your are calling is.
1: yes I,
0: I, I get it
1: i yeah. get it yeah definitely uh,
0: good all so right you, so you're calling i you mean know, you definitely uh uh in your book uh, the bassoon king you talk about uh one of your characters was named ragnar the radical
1: love the drawing by the way
2: yes um I have, uh, I had a number of, of characters, uh, back then that I would, um, and I could never play the warriors and the barbarians and the paladins, you know, I, I, um, you know, just the straight up, like, combat guy. So Ragnar the Radical, um, he kind of came and went fast. Um, Aww. but then I would play, like, monks and, and, and dragging and, and, and magic users. So, um... But yeah, I used to, I have notebooks filled with my sketches of my D&D characters, which was oh one God, of my favorite awesome. things yeah. That is amazing.
1: See, you could yeah. publish that yeah. book.
2: Yeah, I'd, well, I'd read that yeah. book. I should publish that there book. There you go. How do you think it would do?
1: I think it, well, you, there's two people yeah, who would buy it, for sure. Two copies. Right okay. two. Well, we know for sure. <laughs> and I, actually, I'd probably buy another copy as a gift.
0: Well, that's a good so call. So, yeah. right there, oh, you there probably, you you're
1: probably earning back your advance right there, right?
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. This done. Done. Hey, um... You know, actually, I'm flipping open my book right here. Can I read you guys something from the book? Uh, Sure. Uh, It's about my schedule of Dungeons & Dragons marathon extravaganza for me uh, circa 1979. Nice. Okay. So here's here's how my typical weekend would go. So 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. play Dungeons & Dragons, usually at Sean Higgins' house. 9 to 9.30 p.m. order pizzas and run around outside with broomstick swords and garbage can lid shields until the pizza guy got there. Oh, he must 9. have that. 9.30 p.m., chug Dr. Pepper from the two-liter bottle and make fun of Sean's Adam- Adam's apple, which was like a second head. It was so huge. <laughs> it was like a little alien baby. An alien got had gotten stuck in his pra- pale, freckly esophagus and lay there, threatening to burst out of his rubbery neck. Oh. Hi, Sean. <laughs> forty five p.m. to 1.45 a.m. Fight monsters and get treasure. 2 a.m. Go spend the night at John Valadez's house, watch wrestling, and eat Rocky Road ice cream. Saturday, Chocula. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Play D&D. 2 to 3 p.m. Run around in the woods with Chris Cole's bow and arrow and shoot it at a bunch of old tires. Nice. 3 to 9.30 p.m. Strive to finish clearing out the dungeons of Actar making sure to find Hosgord's key, which we would need to get the treasure from Kluar, the copper dragon, of course. Uh, 9.30 to 10 p.m., snack on fruit from the giant boxes of free produce the Higginses had stacked in the garage from their divorced, absent father, who ran a food distribution company and sent bananas and apples over by the pallet in lieu of making child support payments, <laughs> supposedly. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., att- attempt to finish level 9 of the dungeon and slay Clara the Copper Dragon in order to obtain entrance into the castle of Garadrel. I'm almost done. Bear with me. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Sunday, 10 to 11 a.m., eat runny scrambled eggs with with parents. I roll a lot. Classical music plunking away in the background. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., finish the castle of Garadrel, celebrate with Twizzlers and Slurpees and some furtive, adrenalized glimpses at a stack of sherry porno mags. That Tim had found at the bottom of some old boxes in the corner of their basement. This was the late 70s. Porn wasn't as ubiquitous and, quote, one click away, unquote, Uh, as it is now. We had to work for our porn back then. You really did. 7 to 9 p.m. Do all of next week's homework while watching Columbo. There you go. Boom.
0: That's that's a pretty good weekend.
1: That is an awesome weekend.
0: So do you still stay stay in touch with all those friends that you made playing D&D? You know, I'm in touch with a a few of them. Some of them
2: have disappeared into the the nether. I'm not sure where they're at. Uh, Chris Cole was a guy that I played D and d with uh, all the time, and he was a very skinny fellow. And he is a big inspiration for Dwight, actually. Oh, no way. That's cool. Yeah, he had actual glasses that said... um, but uh, said Battlestar Galactica on the
0: side of them. No way. <laughs> Which yeah. was, it was this was not even the cool two thousands reboot. This was the the, the early eighties, late seventies. It, it was Battlestar. the original
2: Lorne Green
0: version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Um,
2: and he he always played like really muscly barbarians, um, and then later joined the army uh, as a coronet player,
0: like you do. I mean, right. That's, that's a. Right? I, I feel like that's a big thing that people in the army do. It happens. <laughs> Anyways, I have
2: not. I've lost
0: touch with him. I'd like to find him because he was a big inspiration nice. for Dwight. Like I
1: said. Do you think he recognized yeah. that? Do you think he was <laughs> like, "Hey, wait a minute"? That's me. Huh.
0: We gotta find um, out. Maybe this podcast will find out.
1: Maybe we can.
2: That's a good question, Chris Cole. If you're listening, <laughs>
0: get oh, in touch. We, you
1: we're not mistaken. Find us on the twitters. Did do, Did Sean ever grow into his Adam's apple? Because that's you know. <laughs> I haven't kind of seen Sean feature. since I've been
2: about 20 years old. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Last night, and I exchanged some emails around 10 years ago when he was in Colorado and managing a pizza restaurant. So I don't, I don't know the status of his Adam's apple.
1: Huh? Mm. Okay. Well, we'll try to find that out.
0: I mean, that struck a nerve for me because I also have a pretty large Adam's apple. No one ever b- referred to it as an alien thing stuck in my, in my esophagus, but it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. up there.
1: You probably had a little. T- Come down your cheek I have a little tear coming part. down my head. i like, oh. So, can you,
0: can you
2: tweet a pic of it? I will. I will. <laughs> I'll tweet it at you. For sure. Sean's just, Adam apple. Just the Adam's apple. Okay, nothing else, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't
0: want to see your face. No, no? That may, I, neither do
1: I. No Ray. one does. God.
0: Yeah, not Took even my Took the words
1: wife. right out of my mouth. So,
0: Fair it sounded words. like you guys definitely, you know, like you know, playing around the table. You got these, you know, even though you were, you were running around outside and, and uh, uh, bonding together. Uh, uh, that was, were you, were you cool in high school? Was this something that you did kind of as, as counterculture to that? I was really not,
2: um, cool at all in high school. Right. And at this time, I mean, we were pretty early on in the whole Dungeons and Dragon things, by the way. I don't know. I've, I've lost track of all the iterations of the, uh, books and stuff like that, but this was, um, at least like, um, yeah, we were 13. So that was 79,
0: Oh, wow, um, so it was like right on the cusp of yeah. when it was in E.T. And, and getting more popular.
2: Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, no, I was a bassoon player <laughs> as evidenced by the title of my book, The Bassoon King, and I was on the chess team and Model United Nations and the Pottery Club.
1: Wow.
0: So, yeah, all, all the heavy hitters.
1: Right. Yeah. Totally yeah, set but, you up for but, success put those, in I'll high school. Put pieces together and, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, now it's, it's so odd now because, I mean, I was, I was very similar. I was on the drama club, that kind of thing, uh, uh, when I was growing up. Um, and D&D was shunned. You know, there were people playing it on the, on the, in the cafeteria, but it was very, you know, kind of looked down upon, and it was like almost a slur. Uh, and now things have kind of changed. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed it, uh, but, yeah, I'd love to, to hear what you think about Dungeons & Dragons being, you know, almost perceived as cool now.
2: Yeah, I, I know there's a lot of guys in Hollywood that play it. Um, you know, Chris Hardwick and Patton Oswalt, and I'm sure there's others mm-hmm. um, that play regularly, and um, that's awesome. I think that, um, like, someone was asking me about, like, the difference between nerds back in the late 70s, or early 80s, and now, and now it's just so accepted, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I still think, um, like, my son plays D&D. Okay. And he plays the... Um, the younger kids' version of D and D. There's another, I forget what it's called. Um, there's like a, a, a kind of a junior version of it that mm-hmm. my friend is a dungeon master of, and he plays D and D, but he's also like on the flag football team and plays electric guitar. And him and his friends don't think anything of it. So it's, it's just um, <clears throat> it's just kind of ubiquitous, which is awesome because I think that people recognize that brains are a good thing and imagination is a good thing. And um you don't get the shit beat out of you for, for being brainy and liking brainy activities.
1: Right, right. Well and we know that teachers and librarians certainly recognize the benefits of it because we we hear a lot from them and how they use D and D in the classrooms now as a way to teach kids. Oh my
2: God, I would've loved that. Are you kidding me? I know. Yeah, right? wouldn't that be amazing?
1: Well a lot of these teachers D&D now in were the classrooms. Yeah. Give me a break. Yep, yep. I
2: think I learned how to act. From, you know, I was doing D and D and Model United Nations at the same time, so mm. I was always pretending to be someone else. I was either Ragnar, the radical, or I was Keg the the monk, um, or I was like Syria or Israel <laughs> or Cuba in Model United Nations. So it was there was kind of a precursor to my acting, and I think that was from imagination.
0: Yeah, do you th- Do you feel that uh, uh, the, the storytelling, the kind of shared storytelling? Capabilities of Dungeons and Dragons. You know, you mentioned how it was, you know, a lot more Hollywood people are, are playing it. Do you think that's what they they've touched into? Like it's a hotbed of training ground for for artists and, and creators. You know, it's just
2: it's pure imagination. You know, it's kind of science and imagination merged. You. Know? I just think that's a that's a beautiful thing for anybody, adult or kid. And know um, yeah, I we more. I I just don't have the time right now, but. Maybe I'll be unemployed soon and, and and just take some time off and just hit the books again and get reacquainted with the game. How has it changed since 1979?
0: Uh, it's gone through a lot of different editions. Yeah. We're actually on the fifth edition now. which uh, just came out last year. But um, people
1: say that it is actually reminiscent of... Playing D&D in those early, early years.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I don't think oh, you'd, really? be, I don't think you'd mm-hmm. be that far off. No, the the rule books right up. are a lot easier to read uh, than they were back, back then. I, I, that's one thing I remember from, from reading the old first edition books, is that it's a little uh, esoteric in how it described rules. And, and we took a lot of care in making the books now fun to read on their own, even without playing the game themselves.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. That's yeah. good. Can so I tell we'll, you a funny D&D story? Absolutely. Yes. That's what this is all about, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, duh. So <laughs> I sent in a, a, a monster for the Monster manual.
1: What? You did? And
2: they wrote me back from the publishing company. What was the publishing company called? The TSR. Call GSR?
0: TSR, yeah. With
2: T-S-R. TSR. TSR, right. They wrote me back, and they wrote a really nice letter. And they said... Normally, uh, they don't uh, accept, uh, um, what is it, submission. Or they, they rejected my submission, but they complimented it. And they said, normally, we just send a rejection letter. But yours was really good, and you know we were close to maybe taking it, but we couldn't take it because that's not what we do, blah, blah, blah. And I was so proud of that letter. I wonder if I have it somewhere. Oh, But yeah. you know how TSR douched me over? What did they do? In... Later on in the magazine, the Dungeons & Dragons magazine that came out, yeah. they, I, I submitted a, an animal, a monster called the air leech. And it's, um, you know, they, a, a cloud of air leeches floats through the air and they do like two to four hit points of damage but but you get covered by a lot of them, that type of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, like a swarm. And, um,
2: uh, a swarm of air leeches and, uh, they basically ripped it off they created another monster like 6 months later that came out of their magazine that was like i forget what it was called it was like oxygen vipers or
1: something like that. <laughs> oh and no basically like
2: they took my idea and they just made their own monster out of it
0: oh my gosh ah uh, well you know what you can do if you if you do find uh, uh, whatever the statistics that you had written yeah. or whatever that you send it to us and we'll definitely uh, at least put it on honorary. our website honorary
1: yeah. Will you
2: get will
0: you get to the bottom of this? Yes. We'll get to the bottom of it for sure. We definitely have some folks, probably not at the days that you were uh uh writing in uh, from TSR, but we do have some folks that uh, uh were around back in the day. Yep, so yep. We'll get to the bottom of it at we'll the fix very least situation. We'll put it on our website for sure. Oh, awesome. Your original design. It. I will look for it. Yeah.
1: So what I I love about your weekend schedule is that not only is it You were pretty much playing D&D nonstop, but it, like, really speaks to the kind of the way that kids were brought up in the 70s and 80s. That, like, you could just, I'm going to my friend's house, and then maybe you'd come back by dinner on Sunday. It's just something that...
2: You you couldn't be more right. You couldn't be more right. It is so different than today. Mm -hmm. Kids just ran around like dogs.
1: Yeah. (laughs) See, like a pack of dogs. Dogs We We really did
2: let your dog out too and the, they would just run around the neighborhood and if they get hit by a car
1: yeah well that's you'd, get a new, that's what happens. you'd go to the pet store at the mall and you'd get another dog <laughs> you just go at the, the, the puppy mill you go to the puppy and, mill down um, the street you just
0: buy a new kid
2: <laughs> but it, it's true when you were um, in the late 70s and early 80s uh, uh, we, I was we were just not parented it was absolutely like schools out, like, okay, see you around this weekend. Just make sure you get your homework done. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Mom. I will. I will. God. Yeah. And then uh, you just just went crazy. You did whatever you were gonna do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It just. I read that part and I was like, oh God. Right. I Remember like those times, that, like you went outside and you played games with your imagination. And, like first of all, you went outside. Like that was a big deal. Sure. Right. So. For Playing with weapons. To now, yeah, like with your fake weapons. Like, the, oh, to be back in the 70s and 80s. And
2: we'd play with fake weapons and real weapons.
1: <laughs> oh, well, yeah, your one friend had a bow. Yeah, he had
2: a bow, and other friends had BB guns and some of them oh, had yeah, a sword they bought in Spain. And we'd run around with like <laughs> shooting guns and stabbing things and sh- oh, throwing stars. You know, you could oh, yeah, go into sure. any basic store by buy stars. And um, I had a throwing knife. Oh, my I mean, God. I I had a bunch of them. I kept losing them because I'd miss the tree and it would fly off into
0: the underbrush and then... Uh, so. you know, failed your perception. Uh, roles yeah, but we would it.
2: roam, too. This was in suburban Seattle. We would roam for miles. We'd be like, hey, let's just go for a walk. And we'd just, like... Yeah. Just go into some neighborhood we've never seen before and through the woods and through some people's backyards. and. Yep. Kind
1: of Kids meander, don't do that anymore. You know? I love that also that you yeah. you would take a bus to to Kent to go to the really good game store, and it would take you two hours on the bus. Sadly, nothing has changed. Our public transport is still would probably still take yeah, you two hours here. to get to Kent. But I love that your parents would yeah. just say, "Here's some bus fare. Go take a two-hour bus ride to Kent and buy some minis." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um
2: Exactly. We just I, mean, I just. Um, it would be a day-long event yeah. to come back. I'd literally come back from a full day on the bus with like an elf and a dragon and a twelve-sided dice <laughs> and like some like dungeon module, you know? Right. Yeah. And that would be that would be my booty for the for the week, and that would be an all-day event.
0: And then you'd go to the uh, the conventions, which you know, I mean, back oh, then yeah. conventions were so rare. But yeah. n- now they're they're big business. You There's Comic Con all over. But I mean, going to one of those in the in the late '70s was must have been an experience. What was that like? Yeah, I went to Northwest Con
2: um, at the Hyatt by the SeaTac Airport in Seattle, and I would go every year because my dad had written this really weird and kind of crappy uh, uh, fantasy novel called Tentacles of Dawn, so we were very into that science fiction and fantasy world, and but it was also chock-a-block with gaming. Um, with, that's where we've got a lot of great games and stuff, and uh, I did a Dungeons & Dragons competition when I was like 14 or 15. spent all day in there playing you know, a chaotic, neutral, thief, elf, half-elf, and I um, came in second place, Really should have won it. That's pretty good. (laughs) I don't know how you do it.
1: about
2: that. I I think the Dungeon Master just graded people on how well they played their characters or
0: something like that. Yeah, I was going to ask, what was the Um, competition? Yeah, it was was, was literally like a subjective, like, hey, that guy was pretty good.
2: I, I think it was, yeah. I think it ultimately came. I think if you didn't die and you got, there was like a formula. You didn't die, whoever got the most treasure and... Whoever like, played the character the best, something like that, or gave the, uh, hmm. the, the medal, very little figurine to the winner
0: or something. Nice, but you got but, second uh, place. Yeah, that was fun.
2: It was a co- you could, If you look online, I found on YouTube, I found these inc- to, um, the costume, it must have been when I was there, like 80, 81, the costume ball. The costume ball that they would have um, every year, which was amazing. Because this was before all the, all the, all the dressing up. Let's, let's
1: the remember, cosplay?
2: The yeah, yeah cosplay. All the cosplay. This is before all that. This is an 8081 version of that. But you can look it up on YouTube. It's, it's fantastic.
0: Oh, they actually have the costume ball from, from that event that you went to on YouTube?
1: Yes. Oh, oh my wow.
0: gosh, that's got to be like a, a yeah. document from the past. I am
1: going to go check that out.
2: It was, um,
0: yeah, I found it
2: before. Northwest Con, um, 1980. I'm looking it up right now. Uh have seen Northwest. Well, oh no, yeah, no, we no. definitely gotta look. It's, for I that. I found it somewhere. It's, it's, it, the link is out there somewhere. I want
0: to look that up. So, <clears throat> Do we, was it as uh, elaborate as the cosplay that it is now, or was it? Yeah, I, I, I just can't even visualize what it would be like. No, there. no,
2: not even close. <laughs> not even close. Uh, it was lean. was mostly Star Trek, and <laughs> um, um, uh, it was in, in in like in just kind of standard like warriors and. Warrior
0: babes and Vulcan ears and mm-hmm. uniform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Nineteen
1: eighty one. Wow. Yeah, you want to check that out. That is awesome. Absolutely.
0: So uh, <laughs> I mean, the the stuff you've done in the past has been you know with the with the Office was was modern day and Backstrom was was as well. Which you ever? I mean, there's a and D movie in the works. Uh, would you ever think about doing a, a fantasy property in your acting career?
2: I, I would love to. In fact, I was talking to my wife about that. I said, that might be the... I love fantasy and science fiction so much growing up and, and D&D and role-playing. And that might be a good thing for me to do next, you know? Um, i done a lot of, you know, crazy indie... You know, d- different stuff as an actor, but, you know, there's a new Star Trek yeah. show they're making, and, you know, they're doing a lot more Game of Thrones type of stuff. And, yeah. They usually cast English actors for all that stuff. That's the problem because they have to have that like. I, for some reason, no one talks American. They all talk with like an English
1: and uh, accent, accent in, in accent. fantasy
2: and science fiction films. But
0: um, can you can you do Can you yeah. pull it off? Can you pull off an English accent when you're when you need I to? I can
2: do it. Yes. Nice. My <laughs> lease, It's imperative that you meet us at the city walls.
1: Done. Cast. cast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You don't know this, but that was actually an audition. Greg and I are for
0: the Dungeons Dragons We're actually casting the movie for the Dungeons
1: and Dragons,
0: movie. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> movie. You're in.
1: Oh my
2: god. Done.
0: Okay, I found it.
1: That's awesome. Do you know that I I've I've actually met your wife before many 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 years ago. I, I went to a book signing of hers. You're at, kidding me? No, it was at um, University Bookstore. It was, she had a story that was in that anthology. This is not Chiclet. But I also have her big cats book too that she signed for me.
2: Oh, that's so
1: cool! Yes. I love hearing that. Yes. Yeah, she's
2: the best, and she's such a great writer. I love she that is. you. She
1: uh, is. Yeah, that was her gonna... stuff. I wonderful. do. I'm a big fan. I didn't want to bring it up oh, because good. you know, you know, you probably don't want to talk about how awesome your wife is. But why wouldn't
0: she even want to talk about it? I can't help
1: it. She's really she's she's pretty awesome.
2: Ah, uh, she's pretty. She really is pretty awesome. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna. Um, when we cease this podcast, I'm gonna send you the link. I found it.
0: Okay, oh, okay,
1: great. Oh, good, okay. Awesome. Yeah, Definitely.
0: It's going to blow your mind. It's yeah, I can't mind. wait to check that yeah, out.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, thanks for uh, having me on your show, you guys. I hope that you'll uh, pick up and read The Bassoon King. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: It's out in stores now, right? Everybody can check it?
2: Yes, it's, uh, it's there. It's there, baby. It's there. It's there. You're in
0: the midst of a, a whirlwind book tour, so uh, hopefully that's uh, uh, going well and your travels get, get better as, as it gets closer to the end of that tour. Oh, Thanks.
2: Yeah, thanks. I'm in Phoenix right now of all places, but, uh, yeah, everything's really good. It's going really good.
1: Yeah. Well, it was, thank you for sharing those memories of D&D. It's it's always great to, to read about people, their love letters to D&D. It just, you know, brings you back to that special time.
0: It's totally very cool. Really great talking to you, Rain. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time. Hey,
2: great talking to you guys. Thanks for having me on
0: your show. You got it.
1: Thank you. Talk
0: to you later. All right. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. That was great. That was really high-pitched. Oh. All right, we'll cut
0: that out. <clears throat> that was great.
1: That was... I really like talking to him. Like I could seriously have talked to him maybe for three more days.
0: Yeah. It was... I, I want to learn more. I want to I get have into so many the...
1: questions written down right here that we didn't get to ask. I know. Oh, but, but that was so awesome that he actually took the time to talk to us.
0: I know. And uh, what he was talking about was just... It was like all the stuff that we struggled with when we were kids growing up and yeah. playing, you know?
1: Yeah. but I mean, like, that was... That was how to have a childhood. Yeah. That is the childhood that I wish. When he was talking about and he was saying his, his weekend schedule, I was thinking, oh, I really wish that yeah. Quinn would grow up and have that when, those same experiences.
0: When Quinn is 13 and 12 or 11, you know.
1: Finding why not? Bart's box of porn in the garage. Psh, and He's got boxes of it. it? Right. like every boxes. dad of the 70s had a, a secret stash of porn. Oh, yeah. Is this. Yeah, I hear my, the story my dad a lot.
0: didn't. My dad was like the one who did Maybe didn't.
1: you just haven't found it.
0: Maybe I haven't found it yet. I didn't Maybe look hard enough. Maybe he it. I found really. my older brothers, which is also okay, well that's
1: yeah.
0: Me snooping around in his room is also the reason why I like Dungeons and Dragons because I found the d <gasps> books on the shelf. And so I was you like, just oh.
1: like pushed that porn aside? And yeah, like, yeah, I was What's like, this? screw this porn. Oh. oh, I'm gonna
0: read about this Merilith. My dad seven had arms a, and
1: my dad had a lot of boating magazines, like stacks and stacks of them in the basement. And how
0: come you're not a sailor?
1: I don't know. It had the opposite effect.
0: Interesting. I don't know. Interesting.
1: Yeah, but interesting. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Interesting. Check out the Bazoon As king. Is his wife.
0: It's a, it's it's an awesome book. Uh, I've read an excerpt of it when he talks about Dungeons Dragons. It's awesome. Uh, and uh, I'm sure the rest of the book is, is just as great. But it's in stores now. I ordered it. Buy it for someone or for your it. for your holidays. Doing that, too. Make it happen. Yep. Yeah. The bas- I just like the title, too. The Bassoon King. And the cover's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. He played the bassoon in, in band. That makes perfect sense. Of course sense. he did. And yeah.
1: he was in Pottery Club.
0: Yeah. Here in Northwest Washington, where we are. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Talking about running around the suburbs of Seattle. That's 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 right in our, our wheelhouse. Mossy burbs. That's Renton, Washington, where we
1: are. That's right. It's
0: amazing. All right. Well, I'm going to go check out that link for NorwestCon that he's going to send us.
1: Okay. And it's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see.
0: All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank
1: you. Bye.